Listener Production. Hi, Sasha Barbagat with you. Has your social media feed been filled with content and commentary about a woman named Gypsy Rose Blanchard over the last couple of weeks? Mine has, and I've been swept up, just like millions of others, in devouring her story. On today's briefing, I talk all things Gypsy Rose with Bensie and Siebert to answer the question, who is she? And how has a convicted murderer become an internet sensation? That's in the second half of the briefing. Before that, Antoinette Latouf is here with me with the headlines. It's Wednesday, January 10. G'day, Sasha. Hello, everyone. A promised review into the Code of Conduct, which governs the big supermarkets, is getting more teeth today, with Anthony Albanese appointing someone to lead it. Former Labor Minister for Trade and Consumer Affairs, Craig Emerson, will today be named to be heading up the federal government probe, with the PM saying he wants us to get the best deal at the checkout. And the review could lead to more government-mandated rules in the grocery sector amid claims of price gouging by Coles and Woolies. Yeah, and farmers this week blew the whistle on the gap between the prices they're getting for their fruit and veg compared to what customers are actually paying in store. While Nationals leader David Littleproud has lashed the federal government for dragging its feet on the issue, uh, he says the AAA should have been called in to conduct the review and the probe is due to wrap up on June 30, Antoinette. It has taken a while to pick up. It's been 100 days since it was first announced. We finally have someone to lead it, but that's 100 days, Sasha, where people walk out with four shopping bags and wonder how on earth it's cost $400. Now, I'm personally a fan. I've started going to the markets directly mm. to get my fruit and veg and I'm a very proud Aldi tight ass as well. I love that. I would go to Aldi if there was one near my house, but I'm getting to the point now as well where... Uh, my teeth are, are gritting as I'm watching that checkout. Mm. Ding, 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 as each each new thing is scanned. So maybe I'll have to join the Aldi train too. We're seeing another surge in COVID infections following the holiday period. Health experts are calling it a wave on wave. Infections were already building in the lead up to Christmas. Now a second surge, thanks to a new variant, JN.1, hitting later. It means New South Wales is seeing its highest number of cases in a year. About 1,400 people who have been hospitalised for various reasons tested positive in the last week of 2023. Yeah, when I first heard wave on wave, I'm like, is this a surfing thing? Um, But no, it is not. And in Victoria in particular, they've seen the highest number of COVID hospitalisations in six months during the first week of this year. And that was 377 hospitalisations. And JN.1 is more transmissible, we're told, and better at evading the immune system than other variants, which is why it's becoming the dominant strain in many countries. And that includes places like France, Canada, the US and India. But the good news is at this stage, there's no evidence JN.1 poses a greater health risk than other COVID variants. Online retailer The Iconic has promised full refunds to customers who have had their accounts hacked. Now, some users started complaining that they'd found large orders on their profiles that they hadn't made, including for expensive Dyson hair dryers, but with the shipping address changed. The Iconic says it has seen an increase in fraudulent account login attempts and it's promising to give customers their money back in full. And it appears that the hackers involved have used what's called credential stuffing. I haven't heard of this 
one before, but it uses previously exposed email and password combos to access accounts on other websites. I haven't heard of credential stuffing either. Some customers affected by this incident have been left out of pocket hundreds, and we know that that Dyson hairdresser in particular costs $700. (laughs) Others thousands of dollars. Look, I'm usually out of pocket hundreds of dollars after an iconic session as well, but that's because I have an online shopping issue. I think what's really interesting about this and what's different to other online scams is that people are purchasing things for themselves. Yeah. They're just redirecting the address. So it's not as though we're just, you know, taking $50 and $100 or, or uh, incremental amounts, which we've seen with other online scams when they get their credit card details. So I'm not sure if this is a cost of living problem, an online scam problem, an online shopping addiction problem, or <laughs> D, all of the above. I vote for that. Mm. Um, it's, it's, it's super interesting. And in what could be seen as an attempt to boost his popularity, French President Emmanuel Macron has appointed the country's first openly gay prime minister and also the youngest. Gabriel Attal is 34 and has been serving as France's education minister and will be tasked with trying to improve Macron's party's chances of winning in the June EU elections. And it's not expected to spark any sort of noticeable political or policy shift, but it is an interesting move as Macron tries to overcome his very unpopular retirement age policy, which sparked mass protests last year. Yeah, and it makes sense when you look at recent opinion polls, which show the Renaissance Party trailing far-right leader Marine Le Pen by around 8 to 10%, and Atal has been pretty popular in recent polls. It did get me thinking, oh, have there been other openly gay prime ministers? Mm. So I had a, had a look around, um, and the current president of Latvia is openly gay, uh, the current PMs of Serbian um, and Andorra are openly gay. So it's not a first, um, but certainly a rarity, and let's see if it does anything to shift those popularity polls. And given we're in a US election year as well, it's worth mentioning Atal, the new French PM, and Macron have a combined age that sits below that of Joe Biden, oh, who gosh. is 81 and going for his second term in this year's US presidential election. So a little bit of a difference there. Thanks, Antoinette. That is it for the headlines. Coming up is my chat with Bencion about Gypsy Rose. And just a warning, it does discuss abuse. If you need help, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14. Over the last couple of weeks, the internet has become obsessed with a woman called Gypsy Rose Blanchard. If you haven't heard of her, this is a crazy story, so stay with us. She's a Louisiana-born 32-year-old who was released from prison in the final days of 2023 after serving eight years of a 10-year sentence for murdering her mother. Since then, she's garnered millions of followers on social media, has been interviewed left, right and centre, and she's been celebrated by commentators and fans around the world. So how has a convicted murderer become a hero? Today, I'm joined by fellow briefing host Sasha Barbagat, who has been swept up in Gypsy Mania, to find out. So, Sasha, tell us, who is Gypsy Rose? It is a crazy story, Bensian. So Gypsy Rose, she's a 32-year-old woman from Louisiana who has just been released from prison. Uh, She was convicted of second-degree murder for killing her mother. Now, she involved her then-boyfriend in the plot back in 2015, uh, but she's just walked free December 28th of last year. And, uh, yeah, she's taking the internet by storm. So... How has she become a hero and what is this syndrome that everyone's talking about in relation to this case? 
Yeah, that's right. So uh, Gypsy was the victim of something called Munchausen syndrome by proxy. So her mother suffered from this and perpetrated the abuse, which essentially is a caretaker, usually a mother uh, commonly that we've seen so far, who uses their child and either exaggerates or lies about sickness in their child to gain attention. So this started from a really young age with gypsies. So her mum, Dee Dee, is, was a single mother. They, she split up with Gypsy's dad before Gypsy was born. And from a really young age, Dee Dee was convincing herself and her daughter and people around her that Gypsy was unwell. So it started with um, a chromosomal issue. Uh, then it was muscular dystrophy. It led to leukemia. Gypsy had a feeding tube in place for 15 years because her mother claimed that she was averse to food, so fearful of eating, that Gypsy was fearful of eating food and she wasn't getting the calories. Doctors put in a feeding tube, which has to be replaced twice a year, by the way, every six months, and it's really painful. Yeah, all these things that happened to Gypsy, you know, the abuse was perpetrated by her mother uh, who suffered from this syndrome. So she didn't have any of these sicknesses. Is that is that the case? Yeah, that's right. So Gypsy herself says the only issue she has is a slight lazy eye. So uh, one catalyst with this case, I suppose, uh, Gypsy came off a motorbike when she was young. She was riding it with her grandfather and she grazed her knee. Uh, Dee Dee, Gypsy's mum, took her to hospital and said to them, you know, she's she's got all these problems walking. When she took her home, she said, well, you need to stay in a wheelchair because we don't want to exacerbate your knee problem. Of course, this all then fed into the muscular dystrophy. So it got to a point where Gypsy was not walking. She was encouraged by her mother to use her wheelchair all the time, all through the house. Dee Dee told doctors that, yeah, Gypsy couldn't walk, that she had muscular dystrophy. And yeah, I'm sure the question is coming up for people listening now. How how do you convince doctors and family Absolutely. that this is true? Yeah. And th- it's one of the interesting things um, with Munchausen by proxy. So what Dee Dee managed to do was kind of lie her way around it when these questions started coming up. So they were in New Orleans when Hurricane Katrina hit. And so Dee Dee used that event by saying, oh, well, our, our medical records were destroyed. So, you know, and that's one of the things that Dee Dee did to keep perpetrating this abuse, which was doctor shop, you know, go to different places. They moved around mm-hmm. a lot. They weren't really in the same place for that long. Uh, and that enabled this abuse to continue. However, I will say, you know, it's clear that Gypsy's doctors failed her in a lot of instances. Not all doctors. She saw so many doctors, hundreds of doctors over, mm-hmm. you know, the 20 years that she was... <laughs> abused and and subject Mm. to this abuse. But there was clear lack of care there. I think that's why, you know, we asked the question, is she how has she become a hero? Well, she was the victim of this absolutely astounding abuse and she's come out the other side. uh, And that's why the internet is obsessed with her right now. I read that there was some uh, like surgical procedures and things that were also done on on her? Is that the case? Mm. One of the most shocking ones was that Gypsy had her salivary glands removed, which is extremely painful and completely unnecessary for someone who is totally healthy. I mentioned the feeding tube. So 
uh, Gypsy herself spoke about the fact she ended up inpatient in hospital after one of those procedures for six months. She was in hospital, in a hospital bed for all that time. And as a healthy young girl, you just can't even imagine how she must feel looking back at her life. Yeah, and probably a bit of an indictment on the US healthcare system and doctors, um, the fact that this was able to happen. So did Gypsy realise what was happening to her at the time? Mm, It's really interesting hearing her speak about this. So she says that she didn't realise how healthy she was until she was arrested. So that was two days after her mother was murdered in 2015. Another thing that Dee Dee did was lie about Gypsy's age. So uh, in 2010, her mother claimed she was 14 uh, and Gypsy believed that. She was actually 19 and Gypsy discovered this when she found her Medicaid card, which is the US's, you know, sort of version of Medicare. Obviously, it's not the same. Um, But yeah, so Gypsy uncovered this. Now, I mentioned earlier, you know, about the doctor issue. How did doctors not realise? So there was a doctor who they did go and see and he figured out that Gypsy was not sick. This is worth mentioning as well. Dee Dee was present for all medical appointments and hospital stays and visits. Right. Because people ask the question of Gypsy, well, why didn't you just get up out of that wheelchair and walk? But the abuse, the mental and emotional toll of her mother's care, I suppose, except it's not care, obviously. It was Mm. abuse. But she talks about this story of this doctor and he holds his hand out and she's sitting in the wheelchair in front of him and he says, just stand up, just put your hands on mine and and stand up from the chair. And she did. And, you know, I think it wasn't like a light bulb moment, but she talks about how there were little things that started adding up that she started figuring out. And it was then, you know, as she came later into her teens, she started going onto chat rooms and speaking with boys and meeting boys and having boyfriends And she did try and run away. So not long after she discovered her real age, uh, she ran away to her then boyfriend's house. But Dee Dee found where she was and Gypsy returned home voluntarily. She wasn't forced. She says she came home of her own accord with her mum. Right. But when she got back, Dee Dee had smashed her computer, smashed her phone. And Gypsy says she chained her to a bed for two weeks and starved her. Um, and deprived her. Oh, God. Yeah, it's, that's the thing. This this case, it doesn't stop. It's layer upon layer of the things that went on and mm. you kind of start to understand more about why someone might turn to the method to get free from her mother. So she met another boy uh, and this is, of course, Nicholas Gojon, who is now serving a life sentence behind bars for stabbing Dee Dee. The two met. They mm. started talking Uh, They became sexually intimate and then they decided to start planning Dee Dee's murder. And that happened on June 14, 2015. Uh, He stabbed her as she slept. Gypsy was listening in from another room. And, yeah, they went to trial and pleaded guilty. Both of them pleaded guilty. And he got life Mm -hmm. and Gypsy got 10 years. So she's had this extraordinary life of abuse and then she's imprisoned. What's her time like while she's behind bars. One of the most amazing things that I found as I've been digging into this is she actually says she felt free for the first time when she got into prison. I've got a little grab of it. It's from her uh, Lifetime documentary. Let's have a listen. 
The best memory that I have in my entire life is the day that I got to prison and I got to go out to the picnic tables. And I'm like, I'm free. I might be in a controlled environment, but this is nice. Oh my God. Wow. It's so bizarre to hear, isn't it, that she felt free in prison, but that's the thing. She had not been able to make genuine relationships with people without the without being under the watchful eye of her mother and not even watchful eye. It was the control of her mother. Mm. She also uh, says she was written to by a lot of men while she was behind bars. She says over 250 men wrote to wow. her uh, and one of them is now her husband. So this is also kind of where she's really come to internet mm. Fame, I suppose, is this guy, Ryan Anderson. So he actually reached out to her in 2020. He watched one of the documentaries about her. They started emailing. They met in person in July 2021. Obviously, that was delayed due to COVID. Uh, And two years after they met, they got married, July 21, 2022. Uh, And that was a prison wedding. Yeah, they're married and they've been flaunting their love all over social media yeah. the last few weeks. Well, what I what I have um, seen on the internet since then is uh, sort of, a, I guess, a similar reaction to when Britney Spears was released from her conservatorship. A lot of people celebrating saying this person is free. Um, tell us what's happened since she got out of prison. Yeah, so she's been really open on the internet about the fact that, you know, about engaging with people who are interested. It feels strange to call people her fans, but it does feel that way. It feels like people are kind of putting her up on this pedestal and celebrating her and celebrating her freedom. Um, She's also done a heap of interviews. She's been on Good Morning America. She was the cover of People magazine in the US. She's also done uh, a chat with The View, which was quite interesting. She spent nearly 10 years in jail. You'd probably expect someone... I mean, at least for me, I'd expect someone coming out of prison and from that background to be not well-spoken, you know, nervous. And she is so well-spoken. She's eloquent. Mm. I've been really impressed by what she's had to say. Um, And here's a little bit of her chat on The View that kind of really showed that for me. You know, um, if there is someone out there watching right now, please listen to me. Heed my words that you are not alone in, in, in this, you know, situation. There are other ways out. Um, I did I did it the wrong way. Um, no, so, no, no, no. you know. Don't say that. I, well, I did. No I, choice, I did really. something wrong and I, I paid my dues for it. Oh, you it. mean that part? Yes, the part of it, oh, yeah. you know, that part of it. <laughs> Yeah, so she also obviously (laughs) has, yeah, that part of it, the murder part. She has a sense of humour about it, yeah. So there has been commentary, especially on TikTok, people saying we're putting too much pressure on her to be this influencer or this important person or this amazing speaker. I mean, it's a whirlwind for her, uh, but she seems to be taking it all in stride and she still has that smile on her face, which is incredible. Okay, so what's next for Gypsy Rose? Yeah, well, look, the attention is not going to die off anytime soon. She's got documentaries coming out. She's got her book that's just been released. Uh, she's active on social media, as we've talked as we've talked about. She's got millions and millions of followers, mm-hmm. and she's posting things and interacting with her fans. Again, there's that word fans, but she's got fans. But I do think that, like with all things, the internet will move on, people will move on, and the attention for Gypsy will eventually die down. Uh, Gypsy herself has expressed that she has this desire to be an advocate and to work 
in advocacy now that she's been released from jail. Thanks, Sasha. And wow, what a absolutely fascinating story. I'm sure we have not heard the last from Gypsy Rose. We'd love to hear from you on this topic. What do you make of Gypsy Rose's fame? And is it good for her as she tries to heal not only from the years of abuse, but also almost a decade in prison? Send us a message with your thoughts on Instagram. Search The Briefing. And thanks so much for listening. That's it for this morning. Check back in this afternoon afternoon for part three of our series on how to get your financial life sorted. This one on how to get rich in 2024. Catch you then. Listener.